0: Man, this is what I'm talking about right here. Come on, get all the regular intros and all the other good stuff. <laughs> I mean, I like I, I'm, I'm, I'm amped up because we hit a milestone with this show right here. This is episode
1: number 100. Yeah, 100 um, is something you have to think about for a second because when you've done 100 of something, that means you're serious. Now, yeah. anybody can do a podcast where you do one episode or 10 episodes and then there's like a six month gap between episode <laughs> 10 and 12 but we banged out a hundred episodes and we started this march 2013 may we've been very con- you know, may may yeah. 2013 i remember march two th- i think is when we, we, start, we, we talked, talked about, about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. and
0: then yeah. we said you know what let's set a deadline and let's let's crank this bad boy out i think it was like may 8th where i gave right. us like two months to get everything going
1: and yeah but and, i mean when you look at I mean, sometimes when you're doing a show like this, you get impatient with the building phase. I mean, you just you know the commitment you're putting into it and you just want it to be bigger and bigger and bigger and you just keep looking at the downloads and you want that number to go up. But sometimes you also have to remember at look at all you've achieved in such a short period of time. And when we look at the guests we've had, I mean Robert Green, Daniel Cole, John oh, yeah. Joseph. Even the the best strength coaches or, in our business, Charles Poliquin, Steve Maxwell, Clarence Bass, you know, we've had some really high profile guests very early in the show's inception too. Where usually it takes years of building a show to the point reputation. where you're incredible enough. Exactly. To to get those I mean, kind of guests.
0: You know, we started out right the bat. I mean, what three months in? You got guys like Bruce Buffer and Daniel Cor were like back to back. Right. <laughs> you know and.
1: So Robert Green was just a few months after. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was, was August, because I remember I was coming back from Rotterdam after yeah. teaching there, and he was scheduled that week. And that was only, what, four, like, maybe three months after we started the show?
0: Yeah, barely. Just barely, man.
1: So, yeah. So, and another cool thing about
0: something, by doing something like that, when you have such high level guests right off the bat like that, sets the bar pretty high. So you can't be mediocre you can't right. fall on your laurels you can't come up with an excuse like well this isn't gonna work well this show's probably gonna suck you know what let me not waste my time look you've already had you set that bar so high it's like well there's gotta keep going up from here man You gotta keep going up you got one way to well you actually have two ways to go you can really just plummet like a lot of people do <laughs> especially like in the entertainment industry they start right off at the top and then they have nowhere to go but down right. you know because they didn't prepare themselves to go further than that and and sustain themselves and I think it really helps that we've had careers in which we've had that slow rise, you know, ascending to the top. And when we got there, we realized, like, OK, this is not this is not it. There's got to be more to it. So then we right. kind of walked across, walked over a little bit. And then we started another ascent up and another aspect of our careers. Right. Instead of just trying to stick, stick to one and just keep going up, 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 up and up with that one thing. And then you get to that peak and then, well, guess what? Down you go. So right. I think that's what's happened with the show. We, we did different things. We just have a show where we came on once a week. We had these guests, blah, blah. Then we, we tried something new. It's just like about six months in, hey, let's go twice a week. Let's see what happens with that. Okay, and... We started to really build our numbers up from there. A
1: lot of a lot of people missed that, but I tell you what, I'm not one of them. two episodes a week is a lot of work. Oh man, let me tell you because a lot of work. That's a lot of
0: that's a lot of work. It's a lot of trying to get a lot of guests and that's a lot of editing. It's a lot of uploading.
1: A lot of promotion to get people to know about the episodes. I mean, that was the real boot camp phase of our show. And some people miss it. Some people go, "Man, I'm I'm addicted to the show. I love the twice a week. You guys could do it even more." And go, "Well, we we can't. <laughs> you know, right, yeah. <laughs> twice a week is a lot. More than twice a week would be ridiculous. That that basically your whole life revolves around the show. Now, honestly, once a week is the sweet spot because that gives you plenty of time to get good guests, good topics, your and put in put in also. the promotion exactly. And put on the, the p- flip side of
0: that, it gives the listeners time to play catch up because there are a right. lot of you that say you love that twice a week format, but you're also saying that you. You just jumped in like on episode. Yeah, you're on episode
1: 48. Exactly. <laughs> like I got to go
0: back and listen to the other ones. I'm like, oh wow, you have a lot of time on your hands. Good luck with that. Okay, because <laughs> guess what? It's not like we're gonna stop recording shows while you catch up (laughs) that means basically all the shows in the past you're trying to go back and listen to well by the time you finish with those they're gonna be shows we've been recording while you've been listening to those shows in the past you gotta catch up with so we're not gonna stop just because you need to play catch up so my Mm -hmm. thing is you know i think this right here now it's not so much about just being that we're recording once a week but just the way the direction that the show is going is it's really getting back To the essence of why Mike and I talked about doing a show in the first place and being just really bringing up interesting topics, interesting guests from various aspects of life that reflect just how he and I live. So basically you talk you listen to two dudes who are not fitness guys, per se. And no, I did not throw up air quotes. I just paused to give you a chance to to emphasize fitness guys. Air quotes, (laughs) air quotes make me want to punch. People in the face. Okay. Like, when they do that. Yeah, I hate when
1: people put their, their <laughs> fingers yeah, up and exactly making like, quotation marks. It's my fitness guys. You know, right, put like, your fingers down. The, put, so. <laughs> put your hands down, fool. <laughs> like, no, I mean, in a lot of ways, this is the Live Life Aggressively podcast, and my book live life aggressive live life aggressively what self-help gurus should be telling you is not a fitness book it has one chapter on hormone optimization and then the rest is a real diversity of topics and i wanted that to be somewhat of a blueprint for our show which obviously goes in a much broader direction than i went with in that book but that's what's cool about a show is you can team up with someone such as yourself and then bring in a lot of interesting ideas and it becomes a life of its own it becomes its own entity
0: definitely man so like I I'm excited. And actually, you know, we, we've talked behind the scenes about some new things we're going to be implementing with the show to help grow the show, reach a big audience or whatever. And, you know, just it's really, really exciting. So to get here to 100 episodes and get that little second wind where you're excited again, man, you know, and not to say well, we weren't excited Well, here's the before.
1: thing, too. When, when you've done 100 episodes, you know whether you want to do 100 more or not. <laughs> right. Because 100's a lot. You, know, you yes. read 100 articles you know whether you want to keep moving forward with that or it's time to switch gears because Man, let me tell you, sometimes writing, a, I mean, I've written 100 articles and I don't want to write another 100 articles. So yeah, I, I've, I'm speaking personally that once you've hit 100 of something, you know whether this is a fit for you or not.
0: Dude, there are people that read 100 pages in a book and they're done.
1: I mean, they're lucky <laughs>
0: if they make it that far. It's yeah. like after the first chapter or two, they're like, you know what? Yeah, I, I'll finish it up later. No, you're not. <laughs> No, you're not. You're not coming back to that book. It's a wrap. Go ahead and donate it. Okay, <laughs> Give it to some people out there that could use books because you're, you're never going to finish that book. Most likely you're not going to do it. So, yeah, 100, like I said, is a lot. It's, it's a lot, man. And, you know, I know people on the service because here's a beautiful thing. When you're really into what you're doing and you're really passionate about it, you make it on the outside. When people on the outside are looking in, you make this look like it's effortless, like it's right. easy. So, that's a, you know, we can see a lot of times with the feedback we get from our listeners, some of the things they you know, that they're out there. It's because I had to sit there and take a step back and realize, like, okay, you can't really think too hard on them for even suggesting that because you guys are making this look easy because you're very passionate about it. And you really put a lot into it behind the scenes. So we do all the dirty work behind the scenes so you don't have to see all that and, you know, and come up with this polished product where it's polished as possible because it's always a work in progress. You know, the, the under-construction signs will never come down when it comes to this show. You know, it's always going to be work. But... You know, the thing is, when you make it, when you really are that passionate about anything to someone out on the outside looking in, it always looks effortless. It looks easy and it always looks like they could do it until they do it. And they realize like, OK, this kind of suck. You know why it kind of sucked for you? It's because you weren't passionate about it. It just looked easy. And you're like, I like easy. I'm going to do easy. And that's what yeah. ends up happening. And then you realize no, I've
1: had that happen many yeah. times. I mean, early in my career, I'd done maybe 15, 20 workshops. And I'd have people say, you know, you're great at doing this. But I, after seeing you do it, I know I can do it, too. <laughs> I'm like, OK, great. Point is is that none of those people ever went on to do it (laughs) because (laughs) it's easy to talk about this stuff. It's a lot harder to do it no matter what it is. It's easy to read about a workout program. It's a lot harder to actually do it. Implement it, yeah. And And maybe it's a 90-day program and 30 days in, you're going, man, I got two more months of this. Cool. So, I mean, you, it's it's easy to talk about stuff. It's always a lot harder to do anything. And what's cool about our show now is when you go to the iTunes page or Stitcher, I mean, you see a 100 episodes. That's serious. Yeah. That's that's not a podcast where you go to their page and there's four episodes. Let me well, tell you, the man. The last one was six months ago. Let, I was about to say, let me tell you, there have been people that
0: uh, I've been fans of and followed or whatever. And then I realized they had a podcast and it got me excited because, honestly – if you're someone that I look up to in a certain industry or or some aspect or whatever, I'm more excited now to hear your podcast and go to your blog and read stuff. You know, my thing is I want to hear you because I actually want to connect with you a little bit more. Anyone can write anything Half the time they're not even writing it. You know, they're outsourcing or something like that. So my thing is you can't outsource a podcast. That's you talking. That's going to have to be you. And my thing is after a certain amount of episodes, whether you put on a front or not, you know, the real you is going to eventually come out or you're going to stop recording one. Right. So but what pisses me off the most is, man, some of these people that I really were fans of and I go and see they have a podcast when they come up in a search on iTunes or Stitcher. And then I go to their podcast and the last episode they put out was April 2011. <laughs> to my, you just lost me, especially when they always talk about. Business and being focused and, and, you know, making sure you stay the course on business. Like, you couldn't stay the course on a freaking podcast, man. You didn't have to put one out every day. You know, you you didn't have to be John Lee Dumas. I mean, that dude works his ass off and puts him out, but he has a system in place to do that. And he did it because no one else did it. He found a need because he was sitting there. like, there's some people. I would love to hear this podcast every day. And they weren't doing it. He said, well, hell, I should do one every day. But I got to make sure that it's going to be quality content that make people want to come back and listen every day. That right there, you can commit. But when you have someone that's preaching that and then they don't do it and then come on, man, you can at least put one out every at least one a month, one every two weeks. None of of those things work. You know, there's some people that I really like and they put out a podcast once a month. Guess what? Where someone is a real fan of that person like me, I'm happy. You know, and I'm really paying attention to that one episode and all the things I suggest and all the show notes or whatever. And it gives me a month. It's almost like being in a mastermind with with some people that are really close to you. You know, the thing is, by the time I come back to that show again and listen to the next episode, the next month, you know, if I found some value in whatever they did, whatever they said in that one show, that one time that month. I'm gonna try to put some of those things in place. if I found value in those, no, and it gives me about a month. I mean,
1: what? Yeah, exactly. One good show a month is better than four crappy ones. A month, <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, Ice T does his podcast twice a month, and honestly, yeah. I I kind of like the gaps in between episodes. Yeah, they call it heat for that. You not know, heard him talking about this? Like, people yeah, pissed off. But he was on tour. The man's on well, tour. I mean, and even I actually broadcast. I actually like it because yeah. I'm busy like everybody else. Exactly. I'm, I'm I'm processing a lot of information. I'm reading a lot of books. We're doing this show. I'm working on my business. And I, I'm glad it's only twice a month because it's, it allows it makes it easier for me to keep up with this show, to tell you the truth. So, I mean, there may be a time where we do our show only twice a month. Exactly, because, I mean, there are, for me, man, I'm real, I really love podcasts. It really
0: helps when I'm driving back and forth. So my thing is I have to really start narrowing down the ones I listen to the most because right. I'm only driving back and forth to teach my classes four days a week. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so with that being said, that's giving me about enough time just for one podcast a day, okay? <laughs> so that gives me, that's four podcasts right there. So then I have my weekend. So I got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, I can guarantee you most likely on a Saturday and Sunday, I'm not listening to podcasts because I'm spending time with my wife on one day and then with my entire family on the next day. Right. And that's, those are the days I deload, I, I disconnect, I cut that tether line or whatever. There's really no computer action going on at that time. And if I have my phone, what I'm doing with that phone is actually I'm playing Spotify and I'm listening to music in the car when I'm with my wife or my family. Okay. That's what's happening with that, but I'm not sitting there listening to podcasts and all that. I'm, I'm getting out of a business mindset at that time. So yeah, there may be some things that might inspire me that I might see as I'm out and about, but I'm not trying to seriously just focus on getting ideas over that weekend consistently like that. Sometimes, you know, Moments of inspiration just happen, and I'm happy with that. Well, and I'll say, write a note, most of the best Monday.
1: ideas come when you're not trying to come exactly. up with them. I mean, who have you ever sat down to a blank screen and just tried to come up with ideas? Blank Generally, screen. you don't come up with anything good during those time periods. It's Generally, usually when I you're going to another website, and I get distracted. And I start watching. Exactly. No, because, it's when your mind is relaxed, and you're going for a walk, or you're having leisure activities. That's when you're when usually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kills
0: me because when I'm smoking my cigar, the last thing I want to do is take a pen and paper with me. But that's when all the ideas are hitting me, man. I mean just all the freaking time I'm just sitting out there on the terrace and stuff is just coming at me. I'm like, "Oh, wow." Right. Wow. I said, "Okay, this must be this must be this must be what it feels like to smoke weed." But actually be conscious of what you're thinking, you know, when you're getting inspired, you know, whatever. So, you know, most people are like, yeah, man, I get my all my thoughts, man, I smoke a joint and I just get all these ideas. I'm like, yeah, but the problem is you don't remember any of those damn ideas, do you? <laughs> so that's
1: well, the beautiful the, the, that's the the, big thing the when i The problem is, is not that you don't remember the fact you just remember that none of them are any good. <laughs> 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 Once the weed wears off, you're like, you know what? Maybe that's not such a great idea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so moving to the middle of the desert and living in a solar panel only house is not the best idea. With no income whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that, man. Maybe running with the wolves on Sunday is not such a great (laughs) idea. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded good in my head. But you know what's also cool is that our show is getting a lot of attention, and I was excited to see on Twitter that Mike Catherwood of Loveline with Dr. Drew gave the podcast a plug. Apparently, he gave the podcast a plug on his show. And then one of his listeners got on Twitter and said, "Hey, what's the name of that show that you mentioned the other day?" And he said, "Live Life Aggressively show with Mike and Cecilia. It's awesome. Check it out." Nice. So that was cool, man. You know, this wasn't something where I asked him to post that. I didn't. I wasn't even aware that he mentioned our show right. on his show. So that was really cool. That's that's kind of that. That's a real. I mean, I like getting plugs from everybody. I like getting a uh, unique feedback and just people getting excited from the show, no matter who they are. But it's cool that when someone with a huge audience, without any provocation from us recommend it's unsolicited you know and also especially
0: when it really comes out of a place that's not the typical place you know for us to get props coming out of that health fitness wellness whatever that's that's normal and trust me we appreciate that but when you just have dr drew you know love lines it's like whoa you know there's a different audience right there man you know so that that's 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 a cool thing and just it just really it's a testament to, you know, the, the carry, the pull that the show is having. And it also is a testament to our listeners who go out and support us and they share the show. They, they give us the reviews. They go on iTunes, man, and all that stuff. All it does is just help our placement and makes us more visible to those who probably normally wouldn't see what's going right. on with this show. Because they're thinking like, wait a minute. OK, this is popping up in this category. OK, it says like, OK, these guys from the health and fitness. What? But look who they're talking to. I'm talking to Robert Green. Oh, Daniel Cole. Oh, okay. Who are these guys? And then they're checking them out. Next thing you know, hey, I like this show. Yeah. Those guys are kind of straight up in your face. They they pull no punches. They're not being politically correct, which you'll find there's an audience out there that loves that. And that's, I think, again, that's what's really helped us because we're not PC.
1: Well, you have to be yourself. I mean, someone who is PC, who tries to not be on a show to be more controversial, that's not going to work either. Mm -hmm you know, so if you're some uptight person or some overly sensitive person and you decide, all right, I'm just going to be totally irreverent and just lay it all <laughs> on the table. It's not, it's, if it's not you, then it's not going to be genuine. Yeah, I'll just, People are going to pick up on that.
0: Yeah. I'll make sure I don't ruffle any feathers on there, even though I can't stand that mother But you but you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. but you know, I, no one else needs to know that. Like, come on, man, take a stand, man. You know, it's just like, um, you well, know, that, the thing is you can't please everybody. And I always no. tell people that's, like you, as you always say, it's a battle of attrition right there. When you try to please everyone, come on, sure. you try to please everyone, you're going to please no one. And yeah. that's why, you know, on our fan page, I posted that 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 meme earlier. It's like, okay, from Winston Churchill. You know, you have enemies? Good. You know, that means you stood up for something in your life. Because that's what's going to happen. When you stand up for something, somebody's going to get pissed off about it. Sure. So, you know, somebody's going to always have a freaking opinion. It's kind of like what Cat Williams was saying on his new comedy special. And I was t- telling you about that earlier. You know, he was just talking about the whole thing like with – You know, him speaking on like Michael Sam and, you know, and this guy and Jason, uh, I forgot the guy's name is in the NBA, coming out as like the first gay NBA basketball player. Mm -hmm. You know, Cat Williams is like, come on, man. (laughs) He's like, how are you going to suck at two things? (laughs) You know, because the thing is, like, (laughs) no one even heard of just no one has even heard of Jason Collins until this thing happened. And, you know, and my thing is the fact that this is news is just so crazy. Why do we care? Who's the first gay NBA player? And guess what? I'm willing to bet my kids inherit He's not the first.
1: Okay. So sure.
0: he's the but, but, in, but I will say this. Who gives a damn? Can he play basketball? Who gives a damn? And, and guess what? Thing, yeah. He can't. So, and guess what? Since I'm not a basketball fan, I still don't give a damn. You know, what I'm <laughs> so here's my thing. And the same thing with the NFL with Michael Sam is like, he'd been the first openly gay NFL player. Who gives a shit? Can he tackle? OK, can he knock somebody out? OK, well, can, he, can sad, he do his sad job? The reality
1: is we live in we still <laughs> live in a very conservative country where people do care about this kind of stuff and they they have strong views one way or the and other. Not just
0: this country. There's a lot of parts of the world, too, where this is still a big issue. You know, what, man,
1: there's, there's also there's, lots of parts of the world where it's not an issue at all. Though, exactly. And they, laugh, and they laugh at us going, <laughs> the like, oh, my God, you, why you, care,
0: you Americans, why do you care so much if he's gay or not? Exactly. That's my question too. Nobody cares. My thing is, but, th- but then it's going to be the one that argues like, well, you know, this is a, this is a big step, you know, for, for human rights. No, you're exploiting these people in their lifestyle, you know, for your own agenda. You're no better than the person that is very conservative and speaks out against them. Now that, you want to use them for your own agenda. So my sure. thing is, I don't give a damn. If you're not out there hurting kids and, and, and other people and, and, and abusing animals or whatever, I don't give a damn what you do. As long right. as you don't, you know, you're not hurting me whatsoever, because at the end of the day, your name is not on any of my bills. So it's none of my damn business. So right. just stop it. It's like when, who, as long as they're, they're just being human. So why do we have to have rights? You know, and I know this will piss some people off. Who? Why is this such a big deal if two gay people can't get married? You know, well, so I mean, my, so my, the, my thing I is, know. let them get, do they love each other? OK, cool. Let them get married, because guess what? It's a lot of you that can't stand each other and you're married. Somebody somebody need to ban that. Okay, so somebody a lot of you getting married for money. They need to ban that. You know, there's some of you who've been married five or six times. Your ass needs to be excommunicated to an island by yourself. Obviously, you're no good at it. Stop it. You sh- it should be against the law if you would even try to get married again.
1: You suck at it. Well marriage is not it's not for everyone everyone if, thank if you're you. honest with yourself i mean it's, it's not you know it's just it's not something that everyone is gonna buy into or or should buy it should into. have to yeah exactly yeah. It's like I mean, a lot of times people it. buy into it because of pressure societal pressure family pressure friend pressure or from someone trans. else's ideas yeah. that have nothing to do with you it's like it's but this if tradition. it's something if, but if it's something where you're talking to yourself you're like you know what that's lame man i, don't, I look at married couples they look lame as fuck to me i don't want to <laughs> get involved with that shit that's great and don't you know exactly. because you don't you, you don't have to it's something um, yeah. <laughs> But you know, it kind of revolves into one of the themes to, of today's show that I wanted to talk about is how much of your daily actions revolve around fear. Yeah, That's yeah. something I want the listeners to think about: is how much of your daily actions revolve around fear. Are you going to the gym because you're worried that if you don't, then something bad's going to happen? Or like, oh, I got to put in, I got to do this report today, otherwise my business is going to crash. I got to post on Facebook in. and Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to, I got some- to make this for breakfast, otherwise my <laughs> metabolism is going to slow down. You know, I mean, so much, so. Much much of most people's actions are fear-based, where they're worried about something negative happening if they don't do something. Man, and what are that's you worried not the about? way to and, go. And exactly. What are you worried what are about? You worried? And has
0: it been proven that that's really going to happen? Okay. Yeah. It's been proven if you walk out into a speeding car... You might get hit. But see, the key word here was might because somebody might hit their brakes just in time and, and say, <laughs> see, that's the thing. You don't know, you know, but at the same time, while you're sitting here in your home, while you're nice and safe, some jackass might lose control of his car and run into your house and kill you. You know, that's why it's called a freak accident. But the thing about fear
1: is, it causes you to not take days off when you should because you're worried that if you take a day off, you're not going to, you're going to, somehow you're going to fall behind. It causes you to not take chances where you should because you're worried about the worst possible scenario, which is probably (laughs) never going to happen. And people worry about starting a business because they think of all the negatives that could happen. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't think the pros and cons through. But at some point, you have to realize that no matter what you want to do in life, it's going to be a risk. We're all gamblers. Just because you don't go in the casino and put money on the table doesn't mean you're not a gambler. You are. Right. There's no certainty. You, you, you could even say, well, I'm, I'm just going to work at this job because it's a guarantee of this. There's no guarantee. You could be fired at any point. Yeah. Job security. That's cute. So I mean but my attitude is just think about – I'm not even saying – I don't even necessarily have advice on what you should do or shouldn't do. That's up for you to decide. But just think about how much of your day revolves around fear as a motivation to do stuff and then ask yourself, how productive is that? Are you really getting the best out of each day out of the life experience by being motivated by fear for every move you make? Exactly. And let's say this. Let's say this. Let's say you are afraid and you recognize it. Now, what are you going to do with it?
0: So now it's like are you can let it sit there and keep you immobile immobile and not do anything at all. They're gonna or you're, shoot you or an email you're
1: gonna sincere it. and say, I hate to bother you, but <laughs> that's what they're gonna do.
0: <laughs> or use that fear to motivate you and like, you know what? F it, why not me you know? Just, just do it. Let's see what happens. So yeah, you can, exactly. you can, you can use that fear actually as a weapon instead of a crutch. No, you can. You know, it's okay, it's okay to all be my,
1: afraid. It's just not, it's just not okay to use it as a crutch to not live fully. That's kind of how I go. We're all going to be afraid of certain things. I hope. But- you know, and often, just, often when I have that fear, I often feel that it's something I need to move towards. Exactly. Like, you I, know I, what? This, there's something past. here. There's some lesson here I need to learn about. So let's push into this. Let's go forward exactly. here. So it goes back to, you know,
0: Stephen Pressfield right there, man. You know, that's what he talks about in his book. You know, when, when you start seeing that, man, when those obstacles start popping up, man, that's when, you know, when that fear pops up, that's when you know you're on the right track and you should go ahead and do it,
1: man. Ryan Holiday expands on that too with his book, The Obstacle is the Way. Yeah. Where say when the obstacle comes, you're going, bam, that's the path you want to push towards. A lot of times people look at obstacles as signs that they <laughs> so, shouldn't be on the path. Yeah, They're go like, the other well, way. Turn around. Turn around. It's aboard. like, well, you know, I was, I was, <laughs> this, this workout didn't go well, so maybe I'm not even supposed to pursue this goal. I'm just going to take it as a sign. It's like, no, maybe you just need to recalibrate, put together a better action plan and come back. Yeah. So it's not obstacles are not signs that something is not meant to be It's whether you make it meant to be or not meant to be is whether it's going to be something that comes to fruition. Yeah, so yeah, what, we don't want to use these external excuses.
0: Exactly. When you see those obstacles, maybe it just means like, all right, butch up, put your big girl panties on and get ready to run through this bad boy. You know, yeah. so, and you know, in the book I was referring to with Stephen Pressfield, we've mentioned it millions of times on the show is The War yeah. of Art. But yeah. also another good book by Stephen Pressfield is Do the Work. So that's mm-hmm. another thing. So my thing is a lot of people want they have these big lofty goals, but they don't want to do the work to get there. So this is like, you know, it should just be handed to them. You know, well that's that
1: those are goals you don't care about. Exactly. You know, I think I think it's very simple. People always try to overcomplicate that and go, you know, a person wants to do this, but they, they need to figure out why they're not doing it. It's like, look, man, comes down just... to it very it comes down to a very simple equation. I mean, if you want to do something, okay, if I want to go get groceries today and I don't do it guess what? It means I didn't really want to do it. I didn't really want to do it. And I do I got to sit around and Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, obviously, it wasn't a necessity, but it really came down to it wasn't that important, so I didn't get around to it. So if something is important to you, you don't need to write it down in a journal so you remember it. No, It's going to be in your mind all the time. Like People have these New Year's resolutions. Let me write it down. It's like the fact that you even need to write it down (laughs) means that it's probably something you don't care about. It should be something that's on – things that I'm trying to achieve, it's always on my mind. thinking about it all the time because I'm trying to achieve it. It's somewhat of an obsession. So I don't need to sit down and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I wanted to put out a new supplement for blocking estrogen. It's like, no, it's on my mind. That's why it's – in the pipeline right now being processed. Right. So really when you have a goal that you're just falling short of and you're you do not really know why and you're not you're not that excited about it, it just means that it's something you don't want to do. So figure out what you do want to do, <laughs> you know, and go after that. And do the work. <laughs> you know yeah, exactly. no matter what you want to do, it's gonna be a lot of work. Yeah. Anything meaningful is gonna be a lot of work, and it's gonna be work you don't mind doing because it's a goal you want to achieve and the process is fun itself. You know, when exactly. you're doing something yeah. that you enjoy doing. It's not a process that you're trying to get over with as quickly as possible. You know, We're not going to do 100 episodes of this podcast if we hated doing it each week. <laughs> we would have gave up a long time ago. Yeah. It would have been a battle of attrition where both of us would have <laughs> said, fuck it. <laughs> you know, and and there have been times where we're saying, okay, look, we've had one too many guests talking about this. So let's, let's, go, in an, let's go in another direction to keep it interesting for us. Yep. And that's us being honest with the show, with each other, and where we want to take it. Because otherwise – Something that starts off interesting can degrade into something that's not interesting anymore if you're not being tuned in to those cues. Mm, Trust me, you'll know. Listen, you'll hear it in our voices. You will hear it like, okay, those guys,
0: they don't care about this anymore, man. <laughs> when you're
1: asking <laughs> questions, you're all stuttering, so what, you're like, oh, uh, what's what so what?"
0: what,
1: what, just, what about he's gonna be it? like, oh,
0: so uh, Mike, obviously you don't care, so stop trying to come up with another question. <laughs> like <laughs> let's just end this, okay? <laughs> oh man,
1: that's the
0: worst. Uh, so you don't we don't ever want to be there. We don't ever want the show to go in that direction where we're both like <sighs> Cause I'm one of those dudes, you know, there, there have been some topics brought up on this show that I'm not a fan of and I don't hide it. You hear me in the background like. <sighs> You know, and Michael Michael Michael's
1: a uh, guest uh, there go sincere. <laughs> <laughs> sincere to my, oh, why'd you bring it up? I can hear sincere over there. Well, that's, that's a guest endorsing someone that we don't care for. I oh, mean, yeah. rather, rather than just <laughs> staying quiet, we're, we're going to say that because like, uh, I can't even say quiet. I'm like, you know what? If I don't say something, then I'm basically, <laughs> I'm validating that guy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: I'm supporting that person, you know, and I don't, you know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, that quack, you know, and then guess what? I'm going to say why I feel that way. So it's not going to be one of those things like, oh, that dude sucks. Why? Well, he just sucks. No, I'm going to tell you <laughs> why I feel in my opinion. See, those those three words right there are so beautiful. In my opinion, I am so not afraid to say it. I really wish the rest, the rest of the world would stick to that. Mod- well,
1: no matter whether people say it or not, it is their opinion. right? But it's the problem
0: is they to need to understand that's what it is. And a lot of times if they don't say it. They actually think that it's fact and they, then right. they're delusional. Then it's no longer my opinion that you're delusional. It's like, no, it's a fact. Like right now you believe in your own bullshit. You know, you don't realize that that's just your opinion. It, right. That that's not the law. Like, no, that's how it is. No, that's how it is for you. <laughs> so, so, so that now that's not my opinion. It's like you just supported that fact. Okay, so that's the thing, man. And and we got to be in this realm where we got to understand that we're not going to agree on everything. Who right. cares if someone's not? No. Who cares if no one shares your opinion? OK, if someone sits there and they oppose what you have to say, so be it. My thing is, if you can come up, come up with enough facts or things that seem like facts just to back it up or better yet, if it's just your opinion and they disagree, so be it. Who cares? You don't have to be right. It's an opinion. That's the thing about it. It's another thing.
1: So you don't have to sit there. Well, and fight what's funny fight. is when someone thinks something is factual and then right in front of them <laughs> is proof to the contrary.
0: Cognitive
1: that, dissonance is yeah, what exactly. it's called. Exactly. That's so my, what always cracks me up. You got CD. It's okay, like there's so no way not someone it. can make this work and then there's an example of someone making that work and, and then my, you have to reevaluate going, like, okay. Now what? <laughs> yeah. But so be you know, flexible you enough to let go of an idea.
0: Okay, so you realize, you know what? I w- and this is not it's not going to hurt you to say this too. You know what? I was wrong. Yeah. Okay? You know, the, but the thing is, do the best you can to my Angela, do the best you can when you can. And when you can do better, do better. That's it. So the thing is, like, sometimes the facts that you have at that time and things that presented itself, that's all you had to go with. Then when something else comes up, like, oh, okay. so you're not necessarily at fault if you only had a limited amount of facts in the first place. You know, but when there's some other things that support otherwise, then you're like, oh, okay. be open to that. You know, it, it may not necessarily be something that you agree with still, but still be open to the idea and realize, like, okay, I can see your point in that. Or I can see how that would work in that situation. You know, it may not necessarily be the way I want it to be or that works for me, but I see how that's working for you. I can can dig it for you. You know, not good for me, but hey, you know, that's the beautiful thing about being individuals, that you can do that. So that really just comes down to, like I said, being flexible, being open and being respectful for the next person's idea. I think more and more of us start doing that, it'll be a lot less bullshit going on in this world. You know, so as lofty as that may seem, you know, the first thing is first thing you got to first thing you have to do is actually like have a better opinion of yourself and be able to deal with yourself and somebody and. First of all, give yourself a chance and know who you are. Be conscious of things. It's funny. We were just talking. Sometimes I really hate being so in the moment and conscious of things like you're sitting there and I'm complaining about something or whatever or complaining about somebody. And then I realize that, wait a minute, why am I why? Why am I thinking about that about this person? Is it really that person is doing this or is this has to do a lot with me and some issues I'm having with myself that I don't want to admit? You know, or like just sit there and talk about someone like, oh man, that's an ugly ass outfit. Who cares?
1: Somebody, why am why am I concerned about what that person's wearing? So you yeah, have ask myself. Well, I mean, that that's the other challenge for listeners <laughs> is can you go an entire day without complaining or judging <laughs> others? And you will realize how <laughs> difficult this is. Try it even for an hour. You're gonna be. You, I mean, if, if you're at home, it's not that hard by yourself. <laughs> but if you're out and about, try it for an hour. You're gonna uh, you're gonna catch yourself many times. And what's also interesting is that when you stop complaining, you stop judging others, you're going to notice how much other people do it. You're gonna be yeah. amazed how often you hear people complaining about stuff. I mean, it's amazing. You, like, you can't even go five minutes <laughs> without being in public, without someone complaining about something, something or judging someone, maybe someone who's not there. They're just talking about someone that they know you're just overhearing a conversation. But it's one of those things that it's a total waste of energy. There's nothing good that comes out of you complaining or judging other people. And we all do it. I'm not I saying I'm some expert just yeah. do it. Yeah, it's not but like But I rare. know, I know that it's a waste of time. It's not like something useful coming out of that process where my day somehow benefited from it
0: and actually i've actually lost some of my day thinking about it
1: you know and some energy that could have been like directing towards something that
0: actually could have help my business, help myself as a person, but I've taken it away because I've spent that time in that negative space.
1: Yeah, and, and like I say and we
0: all times. do it. Like I say, it's just that challenge yourself. You want to talk about resistance training. That's what that's that's resistance training, trying to resist the the temptation to want to bitch about something or complain about something or just think of something negative about someone else. Hell, even about yourself. That's another thing. Some people spend the reason why they end up Spending that time complaining about someone else or whatever because they do the same to themselves. So I think, you know, everything starts from home. We all have it. We all have these little insecurities. No one's without fault. Yeah, you too. No, don't sit there and say, not me, liar. Somebody, yeah, I'm, somebody, yeah, I'm just calling a spade a spade here. And like we all go through it where we have to chin check ourselves, man, and we question the things that we do and the things we say. And,
1: but you know, now that we don't want to deal having- with it, we re- redirect that
0: towards someone else to right. take the pressure off of us because we don't want to admit that we're hard on ourselves. But then you sit there and you are that person that like, admits it all the time. That right there is not doing yourself a favor. Like when you sit there and belittle yourself and make fun of yourself all the freaking time, it's not right. There's nothing wrong with making fun that, of yourself.
1: That's a new trend now. Yes. where People people try to be more self deprecating as a way um, to make themselves more personable. Oh, you know personable. me, man. You know me. I'm the asshole. You know how I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they you know try how to make themselves <laughs> more personable, but at some point it starts becoming. An agenda—it's too—it's too forced. Right. And then, and then you start thinking, well, shit, man, what am I buying your book for? <laughs> you know, <laughs> all you're talking about is what you suck at, man. I don't know. I can I can, I can skip mind. your book and know that. <laughs> That's enough suck going on in the world. I don't have to buy a book for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so on, honesty means that you can you can talk about what you're good at too, man. Like, hey, I was proud of myself when I pushed through this, or like, man, I killed it today's workout. I mean, it's okay too. Come on, and, yeah, it's not necessarily bragging. It's like,
0: you know what? It's just like, look, man, hopefully there's somebody out there like, you know what? I relate to this guy. Hell, he had a good workout today. With shit, let me, let me reevaluate my workout for the day. Why am I bitching and complaining?
1: When you have to <laughs> post when you have to post selfies of your ass and every five minutes, that's usually a sign that you don't feel too good about yourself and you're trying to get a validation from others or reaction strangers on a social media page <laughs> to make yourself feel better. And that that's a sign that something internal is going wrong. And 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 guys do this too. I'm not talking about guys posting I mean, pictures, they, but just but they do just, that too. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but just talk just posting accomplishments every five seconds so they're getting a pat on the back and and it it gets ridiculous after a while it's like hey guys i i finally had a good breakfast i had oatmeal this morning with this and then you see a hundred likes I go who are these people like this (laughs) i like oatmeal (laughs) and and who is this person posting this crap but that's why i got rid of my personal facebook page a while back i only have a business page so i can't see anyone else's feeds they can see mine people who follow me But I can't see them. And that's a great way to not waste time, because it's almost impossible to log into your account and see those feeds and not go over and waste some time looking at stuff. But I don't even have to. I'll
0: be honest with you, it's not that hard because you know what? I've become a selfish bastard with social media now, like on my personal page on Facebook. It's it's on my page. You know, if it's not on my page, it's on our fan pages. And that's it. I don't go to the feed whatsoever. That place to me. That's that's la la land. That's where all (laughs) the crazy people are. That's where the crack is. It's good. It's a skid. I I stay away from that because, you know, it's just it's lost the social aspect of it. It's become bitching university, you know, by other things. So it's funny. I've kind of gone to places where, you know, there's certain social media aspects I didn't like at the beginning too much, but I'm liking them more now like Twitter. You know, but again, yeah. even there, I'm stingy because I, I just have my page open where I can just see notifications. So therefore, when any of our listeners are out there reaching out to us, I see that. I don't really go to the feed that much unless I'm just really looking for a good topic because a lot of times it tends to be better topics over there and at Google+. You know that we sure. can talk about here on the show. Yeah, there are absolutely. hardly any topics on Facebook that I want to talk about on this show because there are well, no on topics Google being Plus.
1: I, I see a lot more people pushing charitable stuff. Yes, yes. Talking about issues there that they find important, or they're sharing good information that helps with yeah. business, or you know, sure, you know,
0: sure. or just different aspects, things that they are really genuinely interested in. They're not really spending that whole time
1: on Google Plus talking about themselves. Right. It's you know, I'm near that. as narcissistic. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one thing I like about Twitter too is that I can just post content. In a, in a very condensed form. I mean, 140 characters, but you can just get to the point and people can respond and react to that, share it, we treat it favorites, yeah. bring up questions. So I, I find, I find Twitter is actually a great platform yeah. for pushing out ideas. And, you
0: know, it's just funny because even I, I like Pinterest as well because a lot of times people are sharing things. They're not really talking. You don't really get... You don't really have much space to even put a lot of comments on your stuff at, on Pinterest that, that'll keep people's interest. So it's like they post something, and then if they really like it, whatever you click on, it, it takes you to wherever that source came from. So let's just say if I post like your testosterone booster on there, or whatever, and just I can do a quick little blurb on there, like maybe a sentence. If somebody clicks on that, it'll take them to your site. Oh, uh, okay? cool! Or take them to a blog post talking about it, and then right. and, and hey, that's good for building traffic. For all you folks out there that have blogs and you're worrying about traffic and you're trying to see like hey. Okay, I'm I'm with you guys. I can't effing stand Facebook and all that. And every time I try to post something there, I don't get very many likes when I post something relevant. But if I post some BS about my oatmeal, everybody (laughs) wants to like it. You know, but if I sit there and talk about everything I put in the oatmeal, why I like it and what's the benefits of this, this and this, it doesn't get that many likes. Nobody wants to think about their oatmeal. They just want to like my oatmeal. So, (laughs) you know, what can I do to help build traffic or whatever? So Pinterest is a very good viable option right there. And like like Mike said, with Twitter, is the same thing. The only thing about Twitter, you have to just, if you're trying to really build traffic, or whatever, you got to post throughout the day on a certain yeah. thing. But my thing is kind of mix it up a little bit. So one thing that I, I see that Mike does, because he spends a lot more time as far as social media on Twitter than anything else. One thing that he does, I think, is brilliant is the fact that he'll go back and post older episodes of, of the show that people may have missed instead of just constantly promoting the one that we just put out this week, because he already knows I'm posting it. You know, and it's already going out maybe four or five times already that day. So why should both of us do it five or six times a day when a lot of times we've got some of the same followers or whatever? So that means they're going to get it 10 times a day. So it's going to piss people off and they're not going to listen. But
1: we have have some older episodes that are great, but our audience, which was a lot smaller then because it was early in the show's inception. So, I mean, a lot of of those – I mean, episode 39 is many episodes ago, but if you've (laughs) never heard it before, it's new to you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, you know, and, and another good thing about that, again, if, like Pinterest, let's just say if I want to, if I just post like an image of Charles Poliquin on there, or whatever, from that episode and just kind of hit like two of his talking points, like two bullet points from that. Boom. People see that like, oh, there's Poliquin. You know, what's this about? And then they click on the picture. Boom. They go to the episode. And next thing you know, they're listening to him like, oh, wow. You know that. Oh, that's what he's about. I never heard a guy talk before. Oh, it's cool. I've read all his articles. But yeah, now they can put a voice to the man and now they're connecting with him. But they also connected with our I should him like. What else are these guys putting out there on this show? So you can do the same thing. So that's like I said, those are like some of my favorite avenues of social media. And then I like Instagram. But the reason why I like Instagram is because of the direction where I'm going now. You know, I'm, I'm my business is shifting a little bit more toward the coffee industry and cigars and more of this, this, this as you can see, this luxury lifestyle is what we call it. And I find that I got a, there's a bigger community there, but these same people are also found on Twitter. I still connect with them over there. Hell, even for those, you know, I'm a true Texan. I love my second amendment rights. I love my guns. You know, I love to be in a position where I can do my best to protect my family at all costs. I find a lot of people who feel that same way on Instagram. I find them on Twitter. Okay. So, you know, and the thing is, and whether people feel that way or not, I, it doesn't hurt me because, again, I know it's not for everyone. And not everyone should, it's just like kids and being married. Not everyone should own a freaking gun. I'm the first person to say that because it, it's a lot of responsibility. It makes, put it like this, man, once you become a gun, gun owner or whatever, it's a lot of responsibility. It's pretty much a 24 7 education thing going on all the time. I'm constantly reading. Right. I'm constantly trying to understand CHL laws and, and with all different states and whatever. So my thing is, if you're not, you know, if you're not responsible or you don't want to take the time to really learn about that as with anything that is, gets your interest or whatever, and you know, that you really want to seriously be a part of, then don't waste your time with that. So like I said, it takes a lot. And, and my thing is I want to be able to find all those resources out there that give very smart viewpoints tips, facts, and all that stuff to help me with that. But that also helps me with other things. Like I said, with cigars and coffee, I want to learn as much as possible about that and disseminate that and help share that information with all of you out there and anyone that's even sound, anyone that's remotely interested. So that's the thing about it, but it takes time. But when you're loving it and you're truly genuinely interested in this stuff, you're not going to get bored whatsoever. You're not going to mind that you spend a lot of
1: time doing it. So, well, I mean, like, James this- James Altucher, he's the author of "Choose Yourself," and we're gonna. He's also he's also the author of "The Power of oh, no, no," and his his wife's co author of the book "The Power of No," Claudia. But he made a good point saying that when you're thinking about what really interests you, ask yourself: Could you go to that section in the bookstore and just want to read every book there? So, <laughs> I've for been example, that guy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good sign. So, for example, if I go to the nutrition section of the bookstore, am I going to want to read those books? Am I going to want to read all these books about hormone optimization and? Definitely I do, because I have read a lot of those books. Yeah. So that that's a good way actually to think about well, it. I can think support about, that. Think I've about gone. what 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 you really when you're thinking about like what do I want to do as a career that's going to excite me, just think right. about what category in a bookstore you would go to and could spend a lot of time there. Let me tell you, I've been that guy. I've gone to Barnes and Noble and I've
0: I've bought every single cigar magazine that was there that day. <laughs> and then I've been pissed off because I couldn't find any magazines talking about coffee. I found one from the UK. I was so freaking excited. I paid like $14.99 for that magazine because it was an import. Didn't care. Okay. And I can sit there and look in the ammo section or whatever, but then that gets a little bit, it becomes a little redundant with all those because there's 15 million gun magazines out there. So, you know, I can get over that. I'd rather just go to the range and shoot, you know, and (laughs) I'd rather talk to other shooters out there and really, you know, talk to law enforcement and ask them, you know, that's another thing. I'm not afraid to ask law enforcement, like, their perspective on, you know, owning a gun and what they deal with on a daily basis. Some of the good stories, some of the, you know, some of the idiot stories, you know, you want to be aware of that so you don't become that next idiot story that they talk about. When I go and I see, like, six Magazines, i buy them all and then it gets to the point here's my rule with magazines my rule with magazines is like this if i buy your magazine for three months straight then i subscribe to it because it's obvious i i found value in it and sure. then i'm i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna go ahead and save some money here and just go ahead and subscribe and get that over so what kind of sucks is you know my interest shift so much or the gets to the point where i've subscribed to every magazine i like so then i go to barnes and noble I'm just there. <laughs> I'm kinda, <laughs> I see the magazine I'm like Shit, I already have that one. Or, oh, or then I see it. If they have it before I get mine in the mail, I have to sit there and like look away because I don't want to ruin it for myself. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm paying for a subscription, so I'm not going to read this now. I'm going to wait till I get mine in the mail. So that's the only thing that sucks about that. But I really feel like that's a good rule as well. Like If you buy a magazine three times in a row, go ahead and subscribe to it, man, because right now they're struggling. They're struggling right now. So just sitting there reading the whole magazine while you're there come on, man, You know, help these guys out. This is an industry that's dying. And if you find yeah, value Don't, in don't it, be
1: that guy who goes to Barnes and & Noble and never buys anything. And ever. you go in there and you read the
0: magazines and, <laughs> and then you, you leave. leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you read the
0: whole book and there. And you know what? I know you've been there because when I go to sit down at a the table, there's a stack of 15 magazines right there. First of all, how long were you in Barnes & Noble that you read 15 frickin' magazines, yeah. man? Come on. You're just skimming. You people look are pictures. wondering
1: why all these bookstores are going out of business. I'll tell you why, because no one's buying anything. The cheap man. You think Borders would have gone out of business if people were going in there and buying in droves? No. Exactly. I mean, at least buy a cup of coffee while you're sitting there. Exactly. Support
0: the store in some way. Oh, and by the way, for you dudes out there, because I can only say dudes. I can only speak for them because this is the only restroom I go to. But <laughs> when I go to a restroom at Barnes & Noble, And I walk into a stall and I see a copy of Playboy and I see a copy of Penthouse. You nasty ass. Stop that with the plastic off of it. Do not go to the bookstore. Come on, there are kids going in out of that bookstore. Don't be that guy. You're gross. Shouldn't be, you Stop. shouldn't be taking anything in there. No. Unless, unless you bought it. And you're the only thing you home. should be taking in the bathroom is a
1: dump, okay? Well, <laughs> don't if, take you wanna, a, if you want to <laughs> take a magazine into your own bathroom, a magazine which you own, fine. fine. But don't take, a, don't take a magazine off a newsstand at a public bookstore and then go into their bathroom <laughs> and then the put it back on the newsstand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, because here's the problem with that. When I'm the guy that works at Barnes & Noble. And I'm on bathroom duty. I go in to clean and I see that magazine. What does that what does that dude do with that magazine now? Does he take it back out and put it on the rack or does he have to throw it away, which means somebody just lost some money? All this could have been avoided if your nasty ass didn't take the magazine in the the stall in the first place. Okay, so your cheapness costs people even more money. Don't take magazines in there, especially men's lifestyle, quote unquote, magazines into a stall.
1: Well, is hopefully it's not any of our listeners that fall into this category. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> hopefully right we're now. just giving advice to people where it's <laughs> not tell even. Tell your friends, you know, because I'm pretty
0: sure you all probably have that one buddy like, oh, yep, that's my buddy John. That's what he does. Well, tell John to stop it. Let's see, you know. You know what? Here's the deal. Don't just do these challenges, man, and keep it to yourself. Let us know how you did let us know
1: how. Well, I mean, challenge yeah. people, challenge people in your family, challenge your wife, challenge your kids. Yes, challenge we're going to challenge so much yeah. on social media now. Let's just do that. The no complaining forget, challenge. Forget the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, you let's know the Let's over try head. not complain because I tell you what, if people collectively stop complaining and stop judging, you're going to have so much energy freed up that can actually go to useful things, not just for you but for everyone around you. So yeah, because man. believe me, people that are making stuff happen. I mean, I'm not just talking about businesses. I'm talking about real causes. Not Profits, etc., those people aren't sitting around judging and complaining all day long. They don't have time. They're putting that negative energy into action. They see something they don't like and then they complain about it in their head and then they go into action mode, which is fine. You know, we all see things we're going, man, that sucks. And then you do something about it. So that's the key.
0: That's how you do it. How does it suck so much that it just pisses you off that you have to do something? And if it doesn't piss you off, Okay, it's not important. Keep moving.
1: Right, right. Keep it moving. Exactly.
0: Don't give it any energy. It doesn't it doesn't matter to you that much. All yeah.
1: right? So yeah, save that energy, man. Give it to something for good. So yeah. And then you know, another thing I wanna just we can end with this one too is just I've been reading Stephen Cutler's book, Becoming Superman, which is a great book, he's gonna be on the show soon as well. But just talking about flow states and all that and also group flow where if everyone takes their performance seriously, how it can become synergistic. So next mm-hmm. time you go to a gym, let's say it's even a just a public gym, not even not even one where you're friends with a bunch of people or a private gym, just a public gym, put in hundred percent in your own workout, just crush it. And you'll realize that other people are going to see you doing that and it's going to step up their workout. And then you're going to see them doing that. It's going to help step up your workout. You know, if everyone who went to the gym went in with big time focus of wanting to push after their goals with just tenacity, it's going to make anyone who sees that step it up. So be that person. And then you'll notice that other people start becoming that person too, and then you have you you create this collective flow. It becomes this art of inspired living, right? Here, yeah. Man, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then also another thing you can do is use an anchor to in to make your performance more consistent. And basically, an anchor is let's say I'm about to do a max set of deadlifts, and I do a stomp right before, or I do some kind of some kind of move that's unique to me, and right before I do the lift, and then you complete the lift with success and now basically what you've done is created a connection. So you do that anchor before any exercise that you're trying to improve or any kind of maximum performance. And the more consistent you are with this. So in other words, you have three successes in a row using this anchor. Now it becomes something where you can, you can go to that place anytime you want to get you into a success state to have more optimal performance.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like even for me, when I competed in kettlebell sport, you know, prior to, Let's just say I got about i don't know about another hour or so before I step on the platform you know usually I'm listening to binaural you know binaural beats and sure. binary waves and all that just kind of just take my mind somewhere else you know, now the thing is when it gets closer to that time for me to compete, I come out of that state man because the my theme song before I even go on them, I have two you know in the very beginning when I first started competing, my first theme song was um Bring the Pain by Method Man. But that was still a little too mellow for me. So, (laughs) you know, so one thing I realized is like when you're on that platform, yeah, you work, you you have a coach and all that. And you even have your teammates prior to that. But when you step on that platform, you're alone. And one of my favorite groups is Godsmack. So just about a few minutes before I go on the platform, when they say, like, coming up next, you know, we got flight number, blah, blah, blah. And I'm in that flight that's about to go and compete. Well, dude, I just crank on, you know, I stand alone by Godsmack. You know, it kind of gets me in that that mindset, which means, all right, once I step on that platform, it's all on me at that point. The team's gone. The coach is gone. It's all me. And that's what I do. And it puts me in that state every time. And guess what? If I go up there and I don't hit my goals, guess what? At the end of the day, yeah, I have people support me, but that was on me. So I still stand alone. Because at the end of the day, when you fail, a lot of times you find yourself alone. (laughs) A lot of those supporters kind of like, ooh, uh." (laughs) ugh. <laughs> like, oh, that didn't work out very well. Like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I, feel, I
1: feel bad for you, but uh yeah. Yeah, you, that's the you, thing about these anchors too, is you you're not you're not you're not necessarily gonna get it right from the first try. You know? I mean sometimes you're gonna try these different methods, you're gonna do the stomp before you deadlift and the bar's not gonna budge off the yeah. ground. <laughs> so don't don't try using that anchor again. Next, have gotta come up with something else now. You know? <laughs> There's certain music that always gets me in the state yeah. too. Like I love listening to Mad Ball when I go sprinting, especially 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 the songs The Beast and uh, Stand Up New York and – hardcore lives that born strong some of the stuff off the new record and the lead singers coming on our show in a couple of weeks so i can't wait for that but that that out that kind of music which is really intense very rhythmic as well actually yeah. so it's not just to me it doesn't sound like noise it's got a real strong rhythm real strong bass and drum beat to it and it's very intense and fast so i'm trying to run as fast as possible yeah. it's perfect for that you know i don't want to listen to something slow when i'm trying to run it i don't fast listen as to as yanni <laughs> while i'm doing sprints <laughs> or Inya. <laughs> yeah exactly i'm sure Run all out as fast as possible. That, <laughs> I'm listening to you Like I need to have some wings. Man. I need to be floating like an angel. If that's the case, I'm <laughs> listening to that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like come on. Man. <laughs> like, but what? I mean, I, I listen to Mad Balls "Born Strong" before maximum efforts, and I've never missed a lift when I do that. So, but, uh, but now but don't I only, waste it. That's exactly, the thing. Now I only listen to that song yeah. for maximum lifts. I don't listen to it in any other time of my workout. Not during the warm ups. Not during leisure activities, etc. I use that song now as an anchor.
0: Exactly. So there's something to be said about that mental connection. It's just, it's, it's telling your subconscious like, all right, man, we got to get it. Oh, you yeah. know, if, this, if this song is on, we got to get it. I mean, it's just like, it's like when you, if you go back and look at the old movie Shaft, as soon as you start hearing that theme and he's walking down the street, somebody's about to get their ass kicked as <laughs> so you hear that, bah, 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 somebody's ass is about to get kicked by shaft. Okay, they didn't just do that, doing a love scene, you know, or something like that, or why he's talking to the police chief. I'm like, no, it's time somebody gets their ass kicked. So, so you know, it's kind of like how these wrestlers are, you know, when you hear like the glass breaking, you know, Stone Cold's about to come out and beat somebody's ass and drink beer at
1: the end. That's just how it works out. So there you go, man. And so then, okay. you know, try not to, try not to overthink things <laughs> so much and have trust and faith in yourselves. In other words, if I'm doing a maximum deadlift, I want to turn the self-talk off. I, I just want to go on autopilot where I just grab the bar, tear it Taylor off the ground, and then have the faith <laughs> to finish it off. I mean I did – a I did, I hit a PR a few weeks ago, and I remember I hit a sticking point above the knees, and then you have to make a decision. Do I yep. put the bar back down or I fight Keep through going. it? And at that moment, you know, I had enough faith in myself to say, <laughs> hang on and pull through it, and you got it. And then I just screamed out the rest of the lift and completed it. And it was, it was a really good feeling. It was awesome.
0: Which is a symbol of a lot of things that go on in life. Just when you get to that sticking point, man, what do you do? Do you turn back around and say, ah, F this, you know, or do you like, you know what? I've committed to it now. I gotta, I gotta follow through. I gotta do my best to get to the other side.
1: Like I knew you know? the bar was in the pocket, <laughs> meaning that my form wasn't compromising. It wasn't yeah. that I pulled incorrectly, and now yeah. I'm gonna fight through with the bad, with bad technique just to get the lift. No, that's a sign you probably should put it back down. But right. here, I did everything right. I loaded it up properly. I ripped the bar off the ground. It hit a sticking point above the knee, but the leverage was fine. The hip hinge was there. So all you had to do was hang with it. And finish mm-hmm. it off because if I didn't finish that lift, it would have really pissed me off, and then it would have made you more fearful yeah, the next time you, you go for. Exactly. Now you're going to be thinking, oh man, last time I tried this, you know, this happened. So now, yeah. now, now I had a level of success using that, and this would have been the first time that the anchor didn't work either. So that that would have so ruined question, that whole. Anchor. You would have questioned everything yeah. after that. Just. Now I can't even use that anchor anymore, <laughs> you know, man. So that would have really pissed me off. Yeah, it's funny that you
0: brought that up because it, I just saw this article before we leave out of here, man. I just saw an article today. Um, on u s a Today by Anderson Silver in the UFC you know that he 's working with a psychologist right now so he 's trying to get rid of all those you know those ghosts from when he broke his leg because oh, sure. even though you know he 's about ninety one percent right now physically, but he 's probably like he says probably I think somewhere like fifty or something like that percent mentally because he can 't kick with the force he did before because it 's not so much that physically he can 't do it it 's just mentally he can 't shake that <laughs> feeling and that that vision Absolutely. of him breaking his freaking leg on that dude on Chris Weidman's knee. That's going to always stick with him or whatever. So it's hindering his performance. So he's going with, to a psychologist to work on that because again, those demons, man, because you're going to always question yourself because here's a dude whose kicks pretty much have been lethal on people. It broken people down for years. And now that one thing that he was really known for, you know, it worked against him. So now he's got him questioning everything else. Like, what well, what the hell, you know, my kicks, I was known for that. And it was because of a kick. I had this debil- this debilitating injury that you know that, that hindered me from really submitting my legacy a little earlier than I thought right. than I wanted to. Right. So yeah. So you gotta always, like I said, you gotta have faith in yourself, man, and kind of work through those demons. And sometimes you have to go to a professional to help you work through those. He
1: probably demons. he probably needs to go into his next fight and
0: win by just kicking someone. Yeah, no, he, he needs to kick Nick, out. he <laughs> needs to kick Nick Diaz right in the mouth and put <laughs> him out. You know, I know there's some Diaz fans out there like, oh hell no, hey man, this is this is MMA. Anything can happen. So, you know, my thing is if he goes out there and he kicks
1: Nick Diaz and knocks him the hell out, then well, there you go. Or he, just, or he just kicks one of those legs and it just and you just feels that leg clump. Yeah, he, <laughs> like the guy's movement. He is just not spins him just around like him. kind of yeah. like uh, like Rampage. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, Rampage was getting kicked and he kept getting turned around the whole time like dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's probably what's gonna have to happen. So you can just kind of build that confidence again. And and that's what usually what has to happen. So Again, you never know. Sometimes you might need a professional to help you get over those demons and reset that anchor. It doesn't mean anchor gets to go away. You have
1: to reset it. Here's a good book for people that are just really dealing with a lot of fear in their life. They just have... All kinds of irrational fears for whatever reason. It's called Fear, Essential Wisdom for Getting Through the Storm by Thich Nhat Hanh. He's a famous mm, Vietnamese yes. Buddhist monk who's written a lot of good books. I love that dude, man. Yeah, I've been reading this one recently, and he had a line in here that really stuck out to me. He mentioned that there's a, there's a famous line by the philosopher Descartes where he says, I think, therefore I am. Right? We've all heard mm, that one. Right. And he has a take on it. He goes, what's more accurate is, I think, therefore I am not really here. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, exactly. i think i think that that's a lot of us right there is yeah. that we're we're so focused thinking that we're not even in the present moment because we're you too
0: attached be, to because you, you're probably attached to some you have no. some thoughts of the past when things went right. wrong or exactly. went great or went that's great or went great or went great or you're attached to the future which this ish hasn't even happened Doesn't and you're making it up it's a fairy tale
1: yeah <laughs> no, but you could be at the pool at mandalay bay and it's a sunny day and a bunch of looking women around and you're just going man this is awesome and then you start thinking about stuff from five years ago it's like oh you know five years ago I did this or like oh I wonder what's gonna happen here and now you're not even there anymore well, the last time I was at that pool yeah. I
0: remember this one girl rejected me man I and mean, <laughs> she was really hot and she told me that you know you know I was ugly and so now you're you're, you're five years ago at that pool I was like dude that, that Girls gone on, you know what about this one right here who's actually looking at you right now, but you didn't even notice because you're thinking about that last girl that hurt your feet <laughs> you know you just missed an opportunity because now some other dude then got her attention and bought her a drink, and you just missed that opportunity <laughs> so
1: yeah, so i mean it, it's difficult though because we're constantly being pulled to the past and the future or what we think is the future, and sideways left and it'll, it it takes away from being in the present moment because then then what's what's really funny is that you're not you weren 't even there then. But then a year a couple months down the road you're thinking about that time and you weren't even there. You're thinking about a time where you weren't even there. You weren't even present during that time. I'm surprised you even remember it. <laughs> you know? Oh, it's one time at the pool 3 months ago. Yeah, yeah, that I was, was thinking about this where girl you were 5 there years, tra- years ago yeah, exactly. and I missed the
0: girl at that time and like and now you missed another one. Dang, dude, get it to go. <laughs> So, yeah, man, I know we've mentioned a lot of great books during this episode. Don't worry, in the links and resources, we'll have links to all these books. And um, grab them, you know, whether they're physicals, get an ebook, or you can even get them as an audiobook on Audible, whatever. You know, get, t- check them out, man. Just kind of remove yourself so much from, yeah. you know, all the distractions of websites and social media and all that. And just, you know, really sum- submerge yourself in your own world. You know, I a fear
1: a, a fear that some of you should have is that you're writing other listeners' tale by not supporting the show. And what I mean by that is the reason why we can do the show is because a lot of listeners are supporting both of our businesses, because otherwise we wouldn't be doing the show. If it wasn't good for our businesses, that's the end of the show. That's so just a reality right there. So if don't be that person who's saying, well, you know, other people are buying Mike and Sincere's products. I don't need to buy anything. Even though I want that stuff, I don't need to buy it. I just want to listen. Sometimes people feel that if they can take as much from you as possible without giving anything in return, they're somehow victorious. Right, like they've won something. It's like <laughs> I listened to 100 episodes. I didn't buy a thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, look, we offer great products. I got great supplements, t-shirts, videos, ebooks, you name it. And Sierra has incredible stuff on his side. He's got great gift for those of you that love coffee. He's got great videos, great material. So, I mean, if you like the show, then show it by supporting our businesses so that we can keep these great episodes coming because it is going to keep getting better. Believe me, those of you that have been listening to this from the beginning, you're going to go, man, that show was good in 2013, but 2014 was way better. And then you're going to go, man, 2015 was even better than that. Exactly. So there you go,
0: people. So put those coupon codes to work on both our sites. Coupon code LLA. Get 10% off everything. There you go. We're not gonna go over all the stuff. You know, it's good stuff because we're not gonna put out crap. <laughs> we're not gonna put out crap. So we're not gonna spend the last ten minutes talking about all the things you can get for ten percent off. My thing is, you're getting ten percent off of some great shit. Okay, so work it, man. Go ahead and put that discount to use, and you know, support the show, folks. And like I said, we got a lot of good things coming down the pipe for you guys. And that's how we say thank you for supporting the show. All right. So once again, thanks everyone for sticking with us. hundred episodes. Here's the deal. The next hundred going to be even better than that. You know, I'm saying that right now. So, therefore, we have to raise the standard. Again, yeah. got to raise that bar. We're going to make the next 100 make the last 100 look like, eh, because we're not stuck in the past. So, we're not going to sit there and rest on our laurels. and like, Well, I remember that time we had Robert Greene on the show. <laughs> no. That's my No. know. It's like, no, we got we to gotta keep coming with it, man. We got to put that, that pressure on ourselves. But that's what makes it fun. You know, yeah. by, by making that challenge like, dude, how are we gonna yeah,
1: make if you're the not next improving? 100? It's not fun. Exactly, how are we gonna make the next 100, make the other 100 like it wasn't ish? Yeah, and then we'll pick up this conversation on episode 200. 200. So make sure to stick around for that. <laughs> exactly. All right, folks. So keep those subscriptions coming,
0: those downloads coming, those ratings and reviews, iTunes, Stitcher. Hell, you can even go on SoundCloud and find us there, folks. All right. So there you go. See you all on episode 101. Take care, everybody.